0: She's kind of, um. She's been through a lot. With the death. But I think she's okay. Spike, are you okay? Um,
1: what did you do? Welcome to Storybrooke. I'm Max. And I'm Tina. And, uh, this episode snuck up on us. Much like, uh, well...
0: I hate this episode. Like, I think this might be the first time that I've actually hated an episode.
1: Wow. Yeah, I can see that. Because... This episode has serious issues on basically every level.
0: Yeah, it's it's bad from a plot standpoint, but it's also bad on a storytelling standpoint. Like, you did something stupid and then you had the characters stand there and explain the stupid thing that you did for like half of the episode.
1: Also, this is a Robin episode.
0: We should we should say which episode this is.
1: This is episode 18 of season 4, Heart of Gold, or...
0: Chapter 6, Cheaper by the Coven.
1: And we've got a fresh new witch this episode, sort of.
0: Fresh new witch. Old witch. Old witch someone dug out of deep freeze. Freezer burned witch. Actually, that implies it's Elsa, and that would be cool.
1: So, Emma's looking for the author, and unfortunately... Her parents are there, too. Okay, so at the beginning of this episode, I didn't know which episode this was. So we lead off with Mary, Margaret, and David justifying themselves. And I was like, wow, this is really pissing me off. I bet this is the most angry I will be at any point in this episode.
0: Oh, oh, my sweet summer child. No, no. In fact... This scene I kind of liked because Emma's doing our job here. She's yelling at her parents that, no, that's complete bullshit. They weren't manipulated into throwing a baby into a death pit. They threw a baby into a death pit.
1: Yeah, the the two of them run up to her and they're like, oh, the author is the one who um manipulated us into... Being put onto the path which got Maleficent to lose her child. There's so much passive language in blaming other people here.
0: Ugh, it's and not a real apology, guys.
1: I'm sorry your feelings were hurt when we threw your baby into the death pit.
0: And then Mary Margaret's like, it's just one incident.
1: And and Emma call, Emma's like, no! You made a series of conscious choices which fucked over Maleficent's baby. Not to mention just... It's a side thing, but also, you overrode my free will. Like, this is a huge, awful thing that you did.
0: Also, can you imagine standing before a judge in court and being like, I only killed one baby. Oh, and then David's all like, we're only human, we were afraid. You know what, Max? I'm a human, and sometimes I get afraid of things. And yet, somehow, I've managed to not throw any babies into pits.
1: I love Emma's like, I legitimately don't have time for this now. We need to find the guy who can manipulate reality before the most evil person in the universe does. Which, Uh, speaking of...
0: Although, I mean, they're making a real run for most evil person in the universe. But yeah, yeah. The Dark One, Rumpelstiltskin, does in fact come upon the author who is trying to make a new quill... And Rumpelstiltskin points out that this is all for naught because a magical quill can only be made from a magical tree. And apparently there are no magical trees in Storybrooke.
1: He says enchanted tree. Like, enchant a motherfucking tree, bro. Like, come on.
0: I mean... Is this
1: the same thing as, like, the cabinet to the other world can only be made out of enchanted wood? When and there was,
0: only, there was only that one enchanted tree. So does that mean that even in the enchanted forest, which I feel like we talked about at the time, shouldn't all of the trees in the enchanted forest be enchanted?
1: It's in the name. You're missing the enchanted forest for the enchanted trees. But Rumple's like, hey, bro, I have a magic pen made out of magic wood from an enchanted tree. So if you team up with me, I'll give it to you and then you'll be able to manipulate a... Stories to your heart's content.
0: Or to Rumpel's heart's content.
1: Which we're going to find out later that he's going to need other ingredients, which... Uh, uh, yeah, we'll get into that. He's omnipotent-ish. Mm. Which, the way the author's powers work, it's real inconsistent at best.
0: Well, I mean, the author's powers, if taken at face value, are show I mean... And not show-breaking in the normal way, like the way Blue's powers are, where there should be no problems because Blue can just solve them, but show breaking in that it's a completely different show if the author exists. And that might be an interesting show, but that's not what we're watching. You know, I think I just figured out how to put into words what's wrong with this season. The writers of this show don't really understand how interesting and clever the show is. I mean, that's kind of the running theme of our podcast, right? Yeah. So when they start to get meta and be like, here is a writer who is writing the story you are watching, because they don't understand what makes their show interesting, they don't know how to create the character that is manipulating that narrative.
1: Which is too bad because what we see of the author, the actor's pretty solid. The actor could play this role really well.
0: This could be, well... Speaking of running themes in this podcast, this could be such an interesting story, and I am sorry to tell you, listeners, that it is not.
1: So Regina wakes up in her vault. She's been captured by the trio, who are now Rumple, Maleficent, and Cruella. I- Ursula, having since gone off to have her happy ending.
0: I like how we keep. I like how we keep mixing up who the trio is. So now that we've mixed up who the trio is this time. We have to figure out again who's Warren, who's Andrew, and who's Jonathan. I well, mean, obviously Stilskin is Warren.
1: Yeah, but he's also sort of Andrew and Jonathan here because neither Cruella nor Maleficent appear in this episode.
0: Oh, sad times. Maybe that's part of why I hated this episode.
1: It has a much more focused cast.
0: And we're focusing on Robin Hood and y'all, we're focusing on Zelina.
1: Guess who's back? Oh, all right. Let's 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 get into it. So Rumpel is talking about how, despite his affection for Regina, he has limits and he has a problem that needs solving and she's going to help him solve it. And...
0: They have her cuffed with the cuffs that make you not be able to do magic, except not the cuffs we've seen before that make you not be able to do magic. Presumably some different cuffs that make you not be able to do magic. He discovered Robin Hood's phone number. On Regina, you'll remember that Regina asked Emma to track down Robin Hood because she was all worried about him alone in the scary, non-magical
1: world. So Rumpel takes off the anti-magic cuffs and hands her his phone number. And this is going to come back at the end of the episode, but most of this episode is a flashback within a flash. Well,
0: it's a... Okay, so here's the structure of the episode. Regina wants to know what happened to Robin Hood when he left Storybrooke. So we're going to learn that and we're going to flashback to nine weeks ago.
1: And then there are going to be flashbacks within that flashback. Because that's great storytelling, guys.
0: I mean, it was really clever when How I Met Your Mother did it. But they were purposefully crafting, you know, an enfolded narrative.
1: Yeah. So it immediately reminds us. That when Robin's family left, he took the chance to make out with uh, Regina across the enchanted line that cuts off Storybrooke from the rest of the town. So he could make out with Regina in front of his wife without his wife seeing them.
0: Yeah, we already saw this scene, though. The show really doesn't trust us to remember what happened. So... I don't know why they thought we would have forgotten about Robin Hood.
1: So we cut to Robin and his family arriving in New York. How do we know they're arriving in New York? Oh,
0: my God. Because somebody says...
1: I'm cliche in here.
0: Oh, my God. You know that line isn't even scripted that that was just... Uh, Dustin Hoffman just actually yelled at an actual car that actually drove through the set.
1: That makes it so much worse that it's become the most iconically quoted thing associated with New York. So, Robin Hood, uh, made Marion, and the most adorable child ever are in New York for roughly 10 seconds before someone grabs Marion's bag.
0: Yeah, Robin Hood and Marion get robbed, like, immediately.
1: Yeah, they're, they're looking, they put down their bags so they can look at a map so they can find Neil's apartment, because apparently they're going to live in Neil's apartment, because apparently Neil's apartment is... Well, I guess Emma was living there with Henry, right, in the year... Was she... I don't know. Her her apartment was nicer. Yeah,
0: she had her own apartment.
1: So apparently someone's been paying the rent for Neil's apartment, or maybe he owned it somehow. Well, if
0: he owned it, someone was paying the co-op fees and the taxes. What's really weird to me is that Regina gives them the keys to the apartment, according to Robin. Why did she even have that? Like, it would make sense if Emma had them.
1: Yeah, why would... No clue. But anyway, a guy who's wearing a black skullnet cap, is that what they're called, Skullnet caps? But it's the thing that you wear to signify that you were about to rob someone if you are in popular media. So Robin Hood naturally, like the guy grabs Marion's purse, hops on a bike and rides off and Robin does the natural thing you would do in this situation is, which is steal a police horse.
0: It's not a police horse. It's one of those horses who pulls Central Park carriages.
1: So he steals this horse. He rides after the thief, you know, tackles him, and he's like, "Thieves don't have, you know, if if you're stealing from the poor, you're a bad person." I'm Robin Hood, murmur, murmur, and the thief's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?"
0: I mean, I guess that's what happened, but I was very distracted by how much they are not in New York City.
1: Hmm. Well, I mean, Robin Hood's going to jail, right? He he's just he stole a horse.
0: I mean. I don't think anyone's going to arrest him for that.
1: Well, he was straight up going to pull a David and beat the guy to death before he realized a crowd of people was standing around him. And he's like, wait, you can't do that in this country. So many years ago in Sherwood Forest, which is a, which is in the Enchanted Forest.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So in the flashback, we're. I'm
1: sorry. It's in Misthaven.
0: Yes. 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 The flashback is in Sherwood Forest, which is in the Enchanted Forest, I guess. And I think it's
1: also, I'm trying to figure out, it's in Belle's kingdom, right?
0: Well, it's in Rumpel's kingdom.
1: All right, but...
0: and Rumpel, I, I don't know how close Rumpelstiltskin is to Belle's kingdom.
1: So, the main thesis of this scene is that Robin Hood is so shitty at running a tavern in a medieval society that he's going to be foreclosed upon.
0: Okay, no. That's not what's happening. The sheriff of Nottingham is shaking him down for taxes because that's what happened. Tax collectors were corrupt and they could collect whatever amount they declared you owed. Mm. So they could just shake you down. And that's what's happening because the sheriff of Nottingham famously does not care for Robin Hood. Mm. And while this is happening.
1: Little John's like, hey, remember when we used to rob people? Wasn't that fun? Come on. Come help me rob people.
0: Little John's trying to get Robin Hood back in the game for just one more heist. Ugh. Anyway. Sheriff
1: not- the Sheriff of Nottingham comes in to make fun of Robin for being straight. I'm sorry, for walking the straight and narrow.
0: Yes, he comes in all sexy evil, and then he gives Robin a hard time for wearing an apron, which is not historically accurate. Like, no one would have given him a hard time for that.
1: So... The sheriff of Nottingham's going to shut Robin down unless he pays the redonkulous taxes. And Robin's like, I need more time. And sheriff of Nottingham's all sucks for you.
0: Then we go back to New York and Marion's like, Oh, this new world is terrifying. And I hate it. Cause you know, what's awful indoor plumbing and clean water and central air.
1: Okay. So not to take Marion's side here, because I feel like sending people who aren't used to modern life at all to New York is a really, really bad idea.
0: Well, I mean, Max, they were in Maine. There was, there's no more logical place to send fairy tale characters anywhere near Maine than New York City.
1: Uh, on a bus, by the way.
0: Do they not have trains in the Once Upon a Time universe?
1: It's legitimately the most handy way to get from point A to point B on the East Coast.
0: Well, in New England.
1: Yeah, New England. You know, the only part of the East Coast that matters. No offense to Florida, but some offense to Florida.
0: Anyway, there's a knock at the door and they're all like, oh no, this new world is scary. Everybody hide. Even though we live in a time when like highwaymen and bandits would just shoot you on the road. Apparently we're afraid of like purse snatchers.
1: Door muggers.
0: Anyway, they get all freaked out, but oh, it's just Rumple, because you'll remember, Stiltskin. in this time, nine weeks ago, was banished from Storybrooke.
1: Yeah, and he wasn't crashing with Ursula yet. This actually does make sense that he would first go to Neil's apartment to crash. Yeah, it does. He goes up to them and he's all, hey, get out of my son's house. I live here now. And- yeah,
0: and they're like, well, no, we live here because Regina said we could. Like this whole...
1: Uh, what right does Regina have to... Th- oh, no, maybe she's been paying the-
0: Oh, maybe Regina's the one who's been paying for taxes and co-op fees and rent, if there is rent. Honestly, the fact that this apartment still exists is so confusing to me. I understand that it, like, made sense logistically to have there be a place in New York, but... It, Did it? I mean, it was easy to have a place where you could send characters. Mm. Otherwise, you'd have to explain how... Robin and Marion were able to rent an apartment in New York, and that's just nonsense.
1: They could always not go to New York. Could they? Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, they didn't. Oh, Clearly, on- they didn't.
1: Honest to God, it would have made more sense for them to go to Boston.
0: Yeah, that would have made more sense. Ugh, the show.
1: But anyway, Rumpel's tiny bit of screaming at Robin and Marion and Roland to get out of his dead son's uh, apartment causes him to have some sort of acting attack and fall on the floor.
0: Yes, which causes Robin Hood to flash back to the past when he was alone in his tavern and was approached by the Dark One. And Robert Carlyle is like, really, really hamming it up this episode.
1: Yeah, he's...
0: But, like, not in a good way.
1: I feel like he's sort of trying to compensate for the actors who are sort of past giving a shit on this show.
0: I feel like he's trying to compensate for everyone who's not giving a shit this episode, which is everyone that's involved in this episode, From directing all the way down to craft services, no one gave a shit except for Robert Carlyle. And it just comes off very, very desperate.
1: Okay, I'm going to steal a quote from Joe Keenan's My Lucky Star. Hmm, this script isn't very good. I suppose I will have to act extra hard to make up for it. That's Robert Carlyle here.
0: Yeah, it really is.
1: So he's telling uh, Robin that he can fix his monetary woes and all he needs to do is go to another land and steal the potion of...
0: An elixir of heart fixing.
1: Which Robin points out, Robin does our job, he's like, that's really, really on the nose. And Robert Carlyle is... Okay, I know we kind of talk about how one of the things the Dark One Rumple does it seem like he's flirting with everyone, and I don't
0: think we actually have mentioned that.
1: I think we used to mention it more. I, I think when I think we have mentioned it in the past, but it hasn't come up in a while
0: because that is his style of acting. He does do seduction as acting.
1: But dear God, does he act like he wants to have sex with Robin in this scene? It's really weird. It is a weird acting choice. Yeah, it is. And this isn't us doing that thing where we read uh, subtext into stuff that isn't intended to be there, which I will admit to being guilty of. We might do that occasionally. Alex Cabot and Olivia Benson were the OTP of Law and Order SVU. I I know my slash goggles or whatever are basically permanently on, but it really felt like it, right?
0: No, it really did. It really did seem like he was trying to uh, seduce Robin Hood into going to the Land of Oz and fetching the vial of heart-fixing potion for him.
1: Which, weird motivation, bro, but... Eh. So, back in the real world, Robin has taken Rumple, Mr. Gold, to the hospital. Here's a question. Does Mr. Gold have health insurance?
0: Yes. 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 Because can put into place a plan to find his son, remember?
1: Part of his deal with Regina was that he would have a comfortable life.
0: Right. And then he spent centuries planning what he was going to do when he got to the World Without Magic. So he has documents and an identity in place that survives outside of Storybrooke because he just would.
1: Hmm. And we know that he got on an airplane, so...
0: And we actually know that storybook documents do work outside of storybook because Regina is able to go to Boston and adopt Henry. Mm -hmm. So, yes, he has health insurance. Definitely has health insurance. Now, did Robin understand how to take an unconscious person to the hospital?
1: Robin had to fill out a lot of forms.
0: And also to understand the concept of an emergency room.
1: There's no reason why Robin should know what... Because, like, in the Enchanted Forest, if you get sick, as we've seen, your two options are find a magical person to fix you or die.
0: Yeah. Or find somebody brave enough to go get you some water from Lake Nostos.
1: Mm. So, he sees that he's getting a call from Regina, but he doesn't answer because the doctor tells him that Rumple is not dead.
0: Also, he's trying to be in love with his wife so he can't pick up the phone from his girlfriend.
1: You have to think she's talking him through living through the modern life.
0: But she isn't! She didn't talk to him at all!
1: He spent, like, three weeks in the real world, and most of that time was spent living in the forest outside of her house. Like, he has no real-life skills.
0: I have no idea how they survived in New York City. It does not make sense.
1: So... He goes to see Rumpel and Rumpel's all, The doctor said that I had a heart attack, but I know that since I'm evil and wicked and bad, all of the nasty, naughty things I've done throughout my life are catching up to me and the darkness is rotting from the inside out. Wait, wait, I'm not sure
0: if I can remember the exact quote. The doctors may have said that it was a cardiac event, but I know she died of a broken heart.
1: Of a burst ventricle. The doctors may have said she died of a burst ventricle, but I know she died of a broken heart. Anyway, it turns out that Rumpel is establishing something very important that which is magic powers don't exist in the real world unless for some reason you're the dragon, but with
0: There's de minimis magic in the world without magic.
1: Yes. So it's you... the,
0: it they round down to the world without magic. It's actually just the world
1: Mostly without magic.
0: Because the world mostly without magic doesn't have the same ring to it.
1: But you can still use magic items and potions, which we have seen previously. Yes. This is consistent, but he's like, remember that potion I needed you to get in the flashback? It turns out there's some in New York City that will fix me and I need you to get that.
0: Ugh, how convenient. And then...
1: Robin, Robin brings up the salient point. Why should I do this?
0: And and Rumple says Robin's going to do it because he has a code, and his code won't allow him to let Rumplestiltskin die. Which
1: mm. why?
0: Yeah, that's... he's the dark one, and it's not like he's dying because Robin Hood did anything. He's literally dying from being so evil. I think. I think you're in the clear, morally speaking, if you let someone expire from an overabundance of evil.
1: Okay. So, I I love what comes next, if only because I love Will Scarlet, as has been previously established. Mm-hmm. Did you know he was the werewolf in the British version of being human?
0: I did not know that.
1: He was. Oh.
0: We should watch that.
1: Yes. Well, he was a werewolf. I, I know the cast, like, they killed off the entire cast, like, three times because it's a British TV show. So you can do that sort of thing there. But back in the flashback, Robin uh, is in Oz because uh, Rumpel has sent him to Oz to steal the potion of unbreaking hearts or whatever. And Will is trussed up in the middle of the yellow brick road. So it was like, hey, bro, thanks. And Robin's like, Why? Well, I'll, well, that guy had me tied up, and you dropped on top of him, which is what happens when you land in Oz.
0: Is that, like, the only way to travel to Oz?
1: Yeah, by falling on someone.
0: That seems like it could cause a problem in the long run.
1: So Robin decides to do Will a solid. This is before they start hanging out, apparently. They're meeting for the first yes, time.
0: Yes, yes, Will is not yet a merry man.
1: Mm. But he decides to unbind this fine young fellow. And uh, Will is incredibly fucking on the ball here. Yeah. Because Robin fills Will in on his backstory. He tells him, I'm here in this land. I'm a former thief. uh, Except for the fact that I'm here to steal a potion that mends broken hearts. So
0: really, he's kind of like a relapsed thief.
1: Yeah. And I was like, so I'm assuming there's a woman involved here at some point. Because that's. From a heteronormative point of view, that would be the reason to steal a potion of broken hearts.
0: Yes, of course.
1: And Robin's like, yeah, but not in the way you're thinking.
0: Yeah, he's like, I'm doing it so that my wife will not be married to a man who's arrested for not paying his taxes. So in a way, it's for a woman.
1: I'm trying to stop uh, the Count of Monte Cristo from happening.
0: (laughs) Yeah, basically.
1: Because, I mean, the sheriff of Nottingham was... ...pretty upfront about, hey, as soon as Robin Hood's in jail, Marion will have to marry me. Even though presumably there are other eligible dudes in the town. And I i know most of the Robin Hood mythos is being thrown out the window here, but is I, she royalty?
0: I know, I know. I had to just ignore all of that. We'll just ignore it.
1: So, Will tells him, hey, if you, like, slip me some of that magic potion... I'll help you get into the palace. I mean, you're super going to eat it because there's an evil witch who lives in there. But...
0: Yeah. Will also wants some of the magic potion, which he'll say why he wants it later, but you said you thought it was because of...
1: The thing is, I think that he's lying later. He'll say he needs it because his sister drowned and he needs help forgetting that because it fucked up his life. I think it actually has to do with uh, his relationship with the Red Queen
0: who is his ex-girlfriend, you
1: who is say? His, who is his ex-girlfriend. And also one of Cinderella's uh, evil stepsisters.
0: Oh, I know that!
1: Oh, sorry. Spoilers. That's okay. But yeah, after Cinderella got her happy ending, she was like, Oh shit, this is not going to go well for me. And she fled to uh, Wonderland.
0: Oh, in- okay. I, I, You're really making me want to watch Once Upon a Time in Wonderland.
1: It's... A lot more of a solid narrative than Once Upon a Time, because it was a story that very clearly had a planned out beginning, middle, and end. So, uh, Robin asks for Will's help in stripping the guard that he landed on, who was taking Will away. I know it's so he can dress up as one of Selena's guards, and I know it's a storytelling cliche, but doesn't that seem weird that the clothes always fit?
0: It does seem weird, although I have to think... If you go through as many hench people as someone like Zelina does, you probably make those garments pretty adjustable so that the next guy can wear them.
1: Mm. It's probably pretty basic magic, too, just having a... I mean, I know you're thinking in a one-size-fits-all thing, but...
0: Brotherhood of the Traveling Hench Costume?
1: Oh my god, I would read that book.
0: So back in the real world, Rumpelstiltskin is telling Robin Hood where to get the potion, which is...
1: Walsh's place of business which apparently Walsh ran a furniture showroom or something called Wizard of Oak
0: which is dumb and even Robin is like that's really on the nose and it's like it's not even on the nose it's just dumb also I don't like you're right it's presumably supposed to be a furniture showroom but it's like also just full of weird tchotchkes
1: I, don't know. I, I thought he was like an accountant or something.
0: I, I don't really understand what's going on. Although as soon as as soon as Robin breaks in, the alarm goes off, and these places have silent alarms so that the thieves don't know they've been found out.
1: Silent alarm activated. Silent alarm activated.
0: Anyway, he runs around the shop like a very poor thief until he realizes that it's probably in this magical-looking green drawer, hmm. and in fact, it is. It's easy to find because it's in the vial that's shaped like a heart. Uh, it looks like the kind of thing that would be filled with some sort of candy water that you would give to a child on Valentine's Day.
1: Mm, the cops show up really quickly.
0: They're there in like 90 seconds. How long do you think you usually have before cops show up when an alarm goes off like that?
1: Oh, God, no. I think it's like...
0: Like six 10 minutes? minutes? Yeah. Uh,
1: especially for a break-in, I really don't... I really think it takes a while. Just going off... A place I used to work had a security system. Yeah. And you had, like, a surprisingly long amount of time to...
0: The cops must have just been in the area.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: Well, the cops got there so quickly that Robin has to flee by jumping out of a window.
1: Was this episode... That seems unnecessary.
0: Was there no back door?
1: Well, I mean, like, this whole thing, I guess it was to add drama to the scene. He didn't get arrested for stealing that horse. He's going to be fine.
0: And he is fine, even though as he gets back to his apartment, Neil's apartment that he's squatting in, Marion is taking him to task for, you know, putting all of them in danger by running around, breaking the law in a world that none of them understand.
1: Roland asks for juice, and Robin tells him to have milk because it'll make him strong.
0: Oh, I have a theory about this. Okay. I think that the child actor was supposed to ask for milk, and that was what they had on the set, and he asked for juice, so they had to, like...
1: uh, They just ad-libbed.
0: And so he just ad-libbed.
1: I mean, I guess I get it because juice is basically just sugar water. Like, all liquids that aren't water or milk.
0: Even milk is kind of...
1: Just sugar water?
0: Well, milk is just fat water.
1: Gross but accurate. (laughs) Anyway, Robin asks Marion, because Marion's mad at him for putting himself in danger, and he's like, remember what you said when we decided to become bandits? And she's like, uh... Yeah,
0: somehow she doesn't remember what she said, even though...
1: That was apparently a very character-significant moment for the two of them.
0: But also she remembers lots and lots of other things about their life together, or at least she has in all of the time she's been in the real world.
1: See, this should have this should have tipped him off right off the bat that something was wrong here. Because when in this show has a character not remembered arc words? Right? Back in the flashback in Oz, Robin Hood is breaking into the Wicked Witch of the West's green bubbling liquid room.
0: He finds the chalice that contains the potion. And on the one hand, I'm like, this is ridiculous because it's a chalice that has a teeny tiny spigot on it. So that you can like... Pour the potion into a vial. And why would a chalice that, that that's that small? I mean, it's the size of, like, a large goblet. Why would that have a spigot on it? But on the other hand, I want goblets with spigots like that. It's awesome.
1: All right. So, Zelina basically immediately catches him because, as this episode proves multiple times, Robin Hood is, like, the shittiest thief ever. He really is. So, she's like... Hey, who the fuck are you and why are you taking my weirdly specific potion? Which you think if she took at any point, she would get over basically all of her issues? Oh my god, you're
0: right. All of her problems would be solved if she just drank her own medicine.
1: But luckily she's caught Robin right while he's next to a bow that happens to have the arc words his bows always seem to end up with. Speaking of arc words...
0: Remember, the Wizard of Oz in Once Upon a Time collected magical items. Hmm. So this is a magical item he's collected, which is a bow and arrow where the arrow always finds its target.
1: Okay, but then he steals this exact item from Rumble Stiltskin later.
0: Yeah, weird. Weird. I don't know. I don't have an answer for you other than... Nobody cared when they were writing this episode. The point is, he takes up this bow and arrow and gets ready to kill Zelina. Because apparently his moral code won't let him let Stiltskin die, but will let him actively try to kill a woman he's stealing from.
1: But she's green, so it's okay that he kills her.
0: She's green and she's magical. She splits into three different people and is like, you only have a 33% chance of killing me. Also, unless I will make one of me disappear, then what you should do is switch to the other one of me and you will oddly enough have a higher chance of hitting me than if you go to hit the one you were originally aiming at. I know it seems counterintuitive, but trust me, I actually broke it down. It's true. Sorry, I spent, like, several nights awake thinking about the Monty Hall problem. It was really bugging me. So finally I was like, I just have to make a model of it. And once I modeled it out, I'm like, I still don't believe it, but the math checks out. You know about the Monty Hall problem, right?
1: I do. But you're missing the more salient point, which is that pointy (laughs) sticks have never worked (laughs) against magic in this show. I don't get why she's bothering doing, there's three of me, so you, you, you know, have a one in three chance of shooting the real one, better not miss, when you could just be like, I'm magic and I'm going to telekinetically throw you against a wall.
0: Yeah, (laughs) that's a good point, that's a good point.
1: He takes the third choice, which is to shoot one of the steam vents in the room. To create,
0: to create steam as a cover so that he can disappear. And I think the implication is supposed to be that was always his plan, because the arrow has to ricochet off of, like, three things to hit the steam vent. And I think we're supposed to think, oh, that was his plan all along, but I'm not fooled.
1: Also, she immediately, like, she does the split into three people, you better hit the right one thing. And then she immediately undoes that to throw a fireball at him.
0: We're We're in the land of writers who do not care.
1: If anyone used their superpowers in a way that made sense, all fights in the show would be over instantly if she just telekinetically threw him into a wall or used the spell we saw her use that just instantly knocked people out.
0: Okay, Max, serious question here. Do you think the writers on this episode were angry that they were required to write in Zelina? That they were required to write an episode that brought Zelina back?
1: I don't get why. I- I- Can't imagine there was an outcry from people who wanted this character back in the show. I feel again, I hate that I have to say this all the time, but I feel bad for Rebecca Mater. I know, me too. She's a good actress, and unlike most of the people in the show, she actually seems like she wants to be here. But honest to God,
0: it's not her fault. I just don't want this character to come back, ever. And yet here we are.
1: So, Robin successfully escapes after steaming her. So, uh, Robin Hood tells Will, like, he runs up to Will and he's like, Hey, so I'm not dead, which is a good thing, and I got this neat bow, but unfortunately I didn't get the broken heart potion. Sorry, dude. So Will turns sadly away to stare off into the distance like the Disney princess he is, which gives Robin the chance to conspicuously hold the potion out in front of the camera so we can see that he did in fact successfully steal the potion and just, I guess, doesn't want to share.
0: Yeah, and so that we can cut to Robin, in the modern day, giving the potion to Rumpelstiltskin.
1: He gives the potion to Rumpelstiltskin and then immediately leaves so that Rumple can be confronted by Maid Marian.
0: Yeah, she shows up with her own potion and is like, guess what? I swapped it with Robitussin.
1: Sucker. And she's like... And I mean,
0: honestly, I do have to give it to her. It was It's a good line. She's like, the only thing that will cure is... Symptoms of colds and flu. But don't worry, it's not drowsy
1: And Rumpel's like, what the fuck? You're like one of the three people in the show I haven't actively fucked over. And she's like, or am I? Because it turns out that Maid Marion has been Zelina the whole time.
0: The whole time. Every time we saw Maid Marion When she saw Roland and was so glad to see him again. When she saw Robin and knew every detail of their past together.
1: When she got frozen by the Ice Queen and Regina had her heart. Which, you know, weirdly enough, didn't have any, you know, sign of...
0: Yeah, when Regina physically held her heart in her hand, it was Zelina the whole
1: time. Because it turns out that... After Rumpel shattered her body to a million pieces...
0: Now, to be fair, she says that her...
1: Essence?
0: Her spirit left her body before she died, which is what happens when you die. But anyway...
1: Her, her animus pieced out.
0: Yes. Before her body pieced out. <sighs> but, to be fair, in that episode we did see, like, smoke fly off from the pieces...
1: Yeah, but we were led to believe that was just the last bit of her magic activating the time portal.
0: But no, it was her soul going through the time portal.
1: And then reconstituting her body. Okay, between this and a different resurrection we see from a different witch later in the show... Uh Uh-huh. Cora was kind of, uh, wuss, wasn't she? Because we see two different characters get kerploded and then just nope their way out of it
0: I can't emphasize enough by the way how much in this how much this scene is just Zelina recapping her evil plan to Rumpelstiltskin for like 10 minutes
1: how much this is just Zelina explaining oh I turned into a smoke monster and then I went back in time and then I uh found I I followed Hook and Emma around in smoke form for a while Until they found Marion and then I waited until Emma punched out Marion and then I killed her and took her place.
0: Basically, they're just trying really hard to make you believe that this was the plan all along because it's dumb. So they're showing lots of shots from the episode where Hook and Emma went back in time because they want to be like, no, no, it totally works. It totally works. But it doesn't because it was obviously made Marion. Honestly, the only thing that makes this work for me is if I assume that this is not what happened, but that when the author went to write Regina a happy ending, he wrote in that this is what had happened because it was the only way to get Marion and Robin apart. And honestly, okay, that works for me because he's a shitty author and this is a shitty plot. Look, I might have been a Zelina super fan if she hadn't come back. This storyline is so terrible. Like... Uh, You'll remember when we were watching the original Wicked Witch stuff, I couldn't even with it because all I could think about was how terrible this upcoming plot was going to be.
1: So, basically she pokes Rumpel a whole bunch until he has another heart attack and flatlines.
0: Well, I mean, he's already said that his heart basically isn't working,
1: so. I like how, I mean, I know this is just a normal human thing. But I like how none of the doctors or nurses realized that this is a completely different woman than the one who went into the room. Because she didn't reapply the glamour before all of the doctors came in. I
0: don't think they would have.
1: Oh, also the reason she has a glamour in the real world is because she has a five-leafed clover.
0: It's an eight-leafed clover? It's
1: an 8 leaf clover from Oz and those let you shapeshift even in the real world. Because, remember, magic items carry their magic into the world without magic.
0: Yeah. So... We come back from commercial, Rumpelstiltskin is not dead from his heart attack, but he is hooked up to lots of machines and has a ventilator in and can't talk, which is really inconvenient because it means that Zelina gets to keep going on.
1: You you know those really long speeches that made the postscript season just so insufferable? I do. Yeah, that.
0: And, okay, it's really terrible also because she's doing this very creepy thing where she's very, very much up in his personal space and the shot is very, very close so that you feel how claustrophobic it is and it goes on too long. It does that too well. I am like, I need Zelina to get out of my personal
1: space. And she talks about how the bit, like, and she still got that giant hate boner for Regina for... Some reason. And her plan was to be made Marion and steal Robin's heart, but he...
0: So that, you know, Regina would be sad. Her whole plan was to give Regina a sad...
1: <sighs> but, but it didn't work because Robin doesn't actually love her, he's just with her for her obligation. And... Oh,
0: wait, wait, okay, yeah, Robin doesn't love her, he's just with her out of obligation? And then she's like, I don't know why he didn't fall in love with me. Maybe it's because of fate or because he has true love with Regina. Or maybe he just doesn't like you. Zelina, he's just not that into you.
1: But apparently she's been like, listening, like, you know, Robin was looking for the author for Regina. And apparently he told Maid Marian about that so Zelina knows about it.
0: Which, by the way, is not a cool thing to say to your wife.
1: By the way, I was trying to help my now ex-girlfriend, you know, the woman who killed you.
0: I was trying to help her figure out the best way that she could be with me. However, Zelina knows about the author. Zelina knows about the author. And she wants Rumpelstiltskin to agree that he will find the author for Zelina. And that he will write Zelina's happy ending into whatever his nonsense plan is.
1: Yeah. And also that he won't try to kill her anymore. And he's like, well, I'm going to die if you don't give me that potion. So, okay.
0: Yep, he agrees.
1: Well, she says blink once if you agree. And Well, I guess you can't say it because he's hooked up to a ventilator. But blinking is a normal part of, you know, being a human okay, person. Okay, so. yes.
0: But he does do a very distinctive, this is me agreeing with you, blink.
1: But back in the flashback, Will Scarlet is stabbing Robin Hood repeatedly in the heart. And it's beautiful.
0: I know. He's like... You know what? It doesn't matter that you didn't get the potion for me because you tried.
1: And you have honor. You're such a noble, handsome dude with a strong jawline. And you've got a woman who loves you because of how brave and honorable and true you are. And how you would never lie to someone to get what you want. You're just such a great guy, man.
0: And this is also when he tells the story about his sister.
1: The reason he wanted the broken heart potion wasn't to sell it, but to take it because... Uh, he had a sister and she fell through the ice and her death haunts him for, which is the backstory to Jack Frost in the Rise of the Guardians movie. Really? Yeah. Spoiler alert for the God, Rise Guardians. Except it's the inverse of that because in the Rise of the- Oh,
0: is he a boy who fell through the ice and died?
1: Yeah, to save his sister. His sister got stuck on the ice and he, uh-
0: Are you trying to tell me that Will Scarlet is Jack Frost?
1: I'm saying they could have really easily gone that direction. Why did the show never do a Jack Frost? That would have been a.
0: I just realized he's Will Scarlet. Like that's why he's with the Red Queen. Yes, yeah, he's cause the Red Knight. Yeah. But Will, Will Scarlet is actually a character in Robin Hood.
1: Yeah, no, it was really good planning on their part. Like that was. Well, I mean, that worked out well oh, for them. Yes. But, well, I'm gonna go with good planning. They chose two red themed people to shove together.
0: I just, I just got that. Yeah. I just, I just picked up on that. It's cute. Yes.
1: Will, however, was super playing Robin.
0: When he hugs Robin, he uh, he just totally lifts the potion.
1: Yep. Suck on that, noble guy.
0: <laughs> uh, you know what? We, we don't get enough of Will Scarlet in Once Upon a Time for me to love him as much as you do. But I love him quite a bit.
1: Unfortunately, nothing gold can stay. Which is an ironic choice of words because... Back in the room. I'm
0: dead now. You killed me with that.
1: (laughs) I'm sorry. But uh, Mr. Gold has been released from the hospital, and Robin Hood's waiting outside the hospital with a box of Balefire stuff.
0: A really tiny box, considering that he's living in his apartment, and his apartment is nothing but his stuff.
1: So I'm guessing it's the stuff Robin Hood doesn't actually want from the apartment.
0: (laughs) Right. Anyway, he's like, here's your kid's stuff since. Part of the deal of him giving Rumpel the potion was that he would get to stay in the apartment. And of course, since he peaced out before...
1: The Zelina thing went down?
0: Yeah, he doesn't know that the potion didn't work, so he thinks that the plan is on. Anyway, he tries to explain why he's trying to make things work with Marion. Which is basically that he loved her once, so...
1: All he needs to do is fall back in love with her, and it's the Which, aunt.
0: honestly, is not bad advice. Like... You know, love is a verb and you choose to be with the people you're with. And, you know, you have high times and low times. And when you make a commitment to somebody, you, like, make it work. And, and But, you know, this assumes that the person that you love and marry hasn't been killed and replaced by the Wicked Witch of the West.
1: Okay, what I love about this scene is that Rumple tells Robin a story about how sometimes when you're with someone... That person changes in a way that makes them, like, a completely different person. And you can't get them to change back because they're now a completely different person.
0: You know, I think Rumpel really does want to save Robin Hood here. Just not enough to actually tell him what's up.
1: There's not really a good reason to not give him the heads up here. No,
0: part of his deal with Zelina was don't tell Robin.
1: Yeah, he acts like he can't just tell Robin, so he's just hinting very strongly, but no, you could just tell him, dude.
0: Anyway, back in the flashback, Robin is at his bar, and you know, he doesn't have any money for the taxes, and sexy Sheriff of Nottingham, I'm sorry, Sheriff of Nottingham is kind of sexy.
1: Yeah. Isn't that like a thing? Isn't he supposed to be sort of sexy in a roguish way? I don't know. I'm not sure. I, I guess I haven't seen enough adaptations of Robin Hood to get a good grasp on that.
0: Anyway, instead of paying his taxes, he just has his band of merry men show up so that he can rob the Sheriff of Nottingham at Arrow Point. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So he uh, robs the Sheriff of Nottingham and then redistributes the wealth to the peasantry, and he tells Maid Marian that he's going to green arrow it up and... Uh,
0: I mean, honestly, Green Arrow is Robin Hooding it up.
1: Well, the reason I say Green Arrow it up is because he's going to create a vigilante identity. He will no longer be Robin of Loxley, but he will be Robin Hood. That is his secret identity he is using to steal from the uh, rich and give to the poor.
0: Although, to be fair, Marion's like, that's not really a secret. And he's like, it's more of a symbolic gesture.
1: Well, the, the reason I was thinking Green Arrow is because... You're, you're familiar with Green Arrow. You know, he has a very distinctive piece of facial hair.
0: Yeah, but I mean, if you can't see his cheekbones, you can't possibly know who it is.
1: There is a period of time where he was the mayor of his city
0: oh with God. that
1: facial hair and he was still working with Green Arrow.
0: I guess it's Wait, more... Wait, Catwoman was also mayor of New York at one point. Wow. I wonder if she and Oliver ever sit down and talk about the difficulty of being... Superheroes slash supervillains, and also running a city.
1: Well, Barbara Gordon was a congresswoman for a while, and she was still Batgirl during that. Wait,
0: she was Batgirl while she was a congresswoman? Yeah. DC is so weird. It is. We were talking about Once Upon a Time.
1: We were. So Robin Hood is going to steal from the rich Rich. and give to the poor. Poor.
0: Yeah. But he also shows that he stole one of the glamour necklaces that Zelina's been using to explain why, when we saw him in season, like, two, he was played by a different actor.
1: Yeah, it's neat. He's like, so if Rumpelstiltskin uh, ever sees me, I'll look like someone completely different. Ow, a baseball hit me in the face.
0: I mean, nice that the show felt like they needed to wrap up that loose end. And not all of the plot holes created by the fact that Maid Marion is actually Zelina in disguise. Yeah. Honestly, it's really ironic that that, that they felt they needed to wrap up that plot hole when they just created so many, so many.
1: But Robin talks about how he met Will and Will helped him realize that if you steal for yourself, you're a thief, but if you steal for other people, you're a hero.
0: Okay, but wait, like he didn't steal for Will. Will stole the potion. I am so confused by what happened. Like, is he saying that when he thought he was stealing for him, it was bad, but because Will Scarlet stole it away from him, now it's all of a sudden transmogrified into a good act?
1: Uh, Other people dictate your morality. Isn't that what David and Mary Margaret were trying to say at the beginning of the episode?
0: Oh, wow, it is. It all came full circle. Anyway, Maid Marian's, like...
1: I love you and I'm okay with you being a thief since you're doing it for good reasons now.
0: Yeah, but I mean, honestly, it's really just, I don't care if you're a thief because you're super hot. Let's bone. And...
1: We cut to Robin in the shower in New York when, uh uh-oh, Marion was peeking at his phone and it turns out that she's super pissed that Regina tried to call him.
0: Which is ridiculous. I mean, I know it's Selena just trying to start shit, but... Regina gave him that phone so that he could check in if there were problems.
1: Also, don't have this argument in front of your kid. It's weird.
0: Also, don't be like that. I mean, I know she's Zelina. Like, I can't really criticize anything she does because I know she's Zelina.
1: Yeah, this is really on the low end of the bad stuff Zelina does.
0: So, speaking of...
1: Which she says, like, oh, if you really love Regina, you should go back to her, which... She said a whole bunch of times has made Marian, which doesn't make sense with Zelina's plan, but...
0: It makes sense with Zelina's plan if, if you assume that Zelina is smart enough that she knows that Robin's going to feel guilty every time she says that and just try to work harder to be in love with her.
1: Yeah, that's more intelligence than I usually attribute to Zelina, but point.
0: And that is, in fact, exactly what happens.
1: Yeah, and he says, hey, do you remember the arc words you told me? At the end of the last scene back in Fairytale Land. And she's like, I do, but I want you to tell me them. Which, if anyone ever says that to you, yes, they do not remember the thing that they said.
0: I don't think this conversation has ever happened in real life. I'm not like, hey, Max, you remember the first thing you said to me? Because it was a lie. The first thing you ever said to me was a lie.
1: I'm pretty sure that wasn't the first thing I ever said to you
0: was within our first conversation.
1: <laughs> I was also kind of drunk the first time we met.
0: Oh my god, those Trixies?
1: Yeah, they were pretty strong. Is
0: that, is that what you were drinking?
1: Uh, Actually, I think I was drinking a Rex Racer.
0: Oh my god, the Trixies were amazing. And they had pepper vodka.
1: I think I might have sampled all three of these specialty drinks at that uh occasion.
0: Wow. Well, I'm so glad I went to that party.
1: Yeah. I think it worked out well. Yes. But Robin, to show his loyalty to Z- I was going to say to show his loyalty to Zelina, to show his loyalty to Marion, deletes Regina off of his phone, which, who, what other contacts does he have on his phone?
0: Um, probably Emma's.
1: You think Emma just gave him one of her old phones?
0: One of her burner phones? Yeah, that's probably how that went down and then they like start making out because you know he's proved his love and the camera pans around so we see in the mirror that it's Zelina, you know for our benefit in case you forgot from two scenes ago that Marion is actually Zelina in a glamour
1: okay so i think this is just bla- uh, i think this is just bad blocking on their part but roland is sort of stand- uh, is sort of sitting in the background of the scene looking off in a random direction And it really looks like he's looking into the mirror and watching Zelina make out with his dad.
0: You're right. You're right. That is just bad blocking, though.
1: Yeah. So we cut to the modern day, because remember, all of that was a flashback.
0: To nine weeks ago.
1: So nine weeks in the present, I guess. Regina is attempting to call Robin, but whoopsie doodles. She got Marion, except it's not Marion. It's Zelina. And Zelina's like... Hi, sis. Yeah, Zelina
0: drops the glamour just so that her voice will be Zelina's voice, so that Regina will recognize her voice on the phone, which I feel like is just inviting
1: trouble. And Regina's like, Zelina, but we saw you die in a doctored videotape Rumpel made.
0: Oh, yeah. The videotape was already doctored. God, this is... Everything is bad.
1: And... And Regina's like, this really doesn't make any sense if you think about it for any stretch of time. And Celina's like, uh, well, the important thing is that I'm going to super kill Robin if you try to do anything to interfere with the precious little life I've got set up here. So, bye.
0: Yeah, she's like, you know what? My plot doesn't need to make sense because I stole your happiness and I'm just going to play housewife here in New York forever. Will you stay there in Storybrooke, the town you made for yourself? With your awesome son and your super hot bounty hunter girlfriend. And you be sad while I be here in New York with Robin Hood.
1: Someone didn't think this through. <laughs> but Stiltskin reveals the flaw in his plan because he tells Regina. Like, Zelina hangs up on her and Rumpel walks over and he's all. So, I knew that this is, this is why you're going to work with me. Because I'm the only one who can save your precious Robin from Zelina. And you know you're going you're the only one who can help me turn Emma's heart dark and Regina's like you'll never turn her heart I'll protect her heart from you and he's all you're going to have to make a choice then
0: yeah he says so are you going to choose the savior over Robin Hood and, and she's th-
1: like yup episode yes! over
0: yes yes no sadly
1: no she just has a conflicted look and then the episode's over but come on really Hmm, am I going to choose my, the co-parent who I love over some dude who a fairy told me I should make out with?
0: Yeah, who I've barely
1: interacted with at all.
0: And who left me for some weird idea about honor? So, come back next week. Next week is Cruella DeVille. So much better.
1: Okay, so was it a conscious choice to pair one of the worst episodes they've ever done up with one of the best—the
0: Corolla Deville episode?
1: Because the Corolla Deville episode is legit one of the best episodes the show has ever done.
0: I think maybe after they did this episode, they looked at it and they were like, "Oh shit, this is a steaming pile. We really better bring it next week."
1: And they did. But for now, we've got segments.
0: Okay, nothing was taken from a Disney movie, and nothing anyone wore was of any note because it was all terrible.
1: Eh, but yeah, this is a week week for segments because there wasn't really much of anything going on.
0: Uh, anyway, come back next week when we will talk about Cruella DeVille.
1: And Ooh. it will be amazing.
0: Cruella DeVille has the greatest backstory. Of any villain in Once Upon a
1: Time, Cruella bar none. Yeah, Corella Deville's backstory proves that this show, when it's paying attention to its own continuity and storytelling quirks, can do a really good meta narrative.
0: So, uh, yeah, let's wrap this up. Our show is partially patron-supported. If you would like to be one of our patrons, you can go over to our website, www.ilovetelevisionscenes.com, and click on our Patreon link. We would like to thank our current $5 and above patrons, Beryl, Patricia, Cassidy, Alec, Alex, Alicia, and Ryan.
1: Uh, If you'd like to support our show in other ways, you can also rate or review us on iTunes. It helps other people find the show.
0: If you'd like to talk about this episode, you can go over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Zines.
1: You can also contact us at Zines on Twitter or at Zines at gmail.com.
0: So until next time, I'm Tina. And I'm Max. And this has been Welcome to Storybook.